kicking and screaming. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Right. You got it on? Okay. Bow your heads with me. Go for it. Father, we just thank you for another opportunity to stand before your people. Yes, Lord. What an honor. Lord, I ask again and again, as I do every day, that you speak through me. That let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh God, for the work of the kingdom. And Father, we just ask that your word would go forth today uncompromising with the um, understanding of what you have given to me that I can give to your people. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. amen. Turn with me to Romans, the 12th chapter. Romans, the 12th chapter. Twelfth chapter in the second verse. God is so good. I mean, we've been on this uh, chapter in our um, Sunday school for some time. And <laughs> God is so good because uh, he gave me some things in this for a message. Just not for today, but upcoming. Amen? Amen. And so in Romans, um, the 12th chapter in the second verse, it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will of God. That's our first verse. I'm going to read it again. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Amen? Amen. The title of the message is, It's Time. It's time to live your life for Christ. Amen? It's time. It's time. Amen? I have here that in order for us to live our life for Christ, we must not be conformed to the world. This means the patterns of the world, their philosophies, the way that they do things, we gotta, we gotta come from that. When you become a child of the king, then he brings us into what it's called the kingdom system. We no longer, although we in this world, we're not of it. And we don't live by the traditions, the philosophies, the patterns of them. God is looking for us as believers to come out from that. He's looking for us to take our place in him like never before. And um, it's going to take us not being conformed to the world. Amen. To be able to do that. It's going to take us not being conformed to the world in order for us not to do that. I know the way we've lived. I didn't understand this uh, until maybe two or three years when God set us in motion uh, to, to start true love. And trust me, this was nothing of ourselves. It's not, nothing that we woke up in the morning and said, let's start a church. No. God did this. And he proven every, every, every point every day that he did it. And so we understood that us being in this place, it was not of ourselves, but it was because of him. And we knew that he had placed us here. And so we knew that there was a time period where he had set us apart 
for his working and for his doing. And it didn't conform to man. It didn't conform even to the other churches. We knew that. We knew that there was going to be persecution. We knew that people were going to talk. We knew that. But we made a decision that we wasn't going to be conformed to the world. That we were going to come out and be separate, said the Lord. We were going to do what he said to do. We were going to understand that although he placed Pastor John here as the pastor, because I ain't the pastor. I'm a minister, but I ain't the pastor. That even though that's as good as he's placed him here, we knew that he can remove him at any time. And see, that takes somebody knowing that something don't belong to you. Amen. <laughs> see, the world says everything belongs to them, especially when they establish something and do something. But we, in the kingdom business, we know everything belongs to him. Amen. Every good thing, everything belongs to him. That's why we can give him glory. That's why we can give him praise. Amen. Now we're going to go to 1 John. That's our main scripture, but we're going to go to 1 John 2, 15 and 17. I have right here written here. This means not to pattern out the world's and its value system. Amen. Amen. Loving the world means being devoted to the world's treasures, philosophies, and priorities. God tells his children to set their priorities according to their eternal value system. Amen. So in 1 John, the second chapter, when we go there, we're going to talk a little bit about this. And see, like I said, I didn't understand the depth of this until uh, when we got into this place of, uh, of, of really uh, giving ourselves over to God and beginning to understand this walk and, and all and what he's called us to. I was sharing with somebody early on that even the, the understanding of coming to church and what it truly means, that uh, we don't took on a whole new mindset of what coming to church is. It's not a routine. It's not some religious thing because I got to be a deacon or I got to do this and all of that. It is a reasonable service to God. And it's because he's in us. That's what causes us to come. It is because it is his desire. It is his purpose for us to come. Amen? And once we get this understanding that we ain't coming for those reasons, then we can understand the right reasons why we come. Amen? So 1 John, the second chapter, in the 15th verse, and all a part of this is understanding. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. <laughs> For all that is in the world, this is what the Word of God says, that all that's in the world. He said, it's lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Don't you know that the world passeth away? I put that, don't you know? Because I, I be speaking it like it's talking to me. Don't you know, Leslie, that this world is going to pass away and the lust thereof? But he that doeth the will of God abide forever. Amen. 
Isn't that powerful? So we can't love the world. And if we got some love for it, then this is the time where God is wanting to set us on focus, set us on track. To tell us you can't love the world and love me. You're going to have to love one or love the other. And if there's things that are going on inside of us that we haven't quite worked out, you know, then trust God. This is what we were up here today about. This is why we come here to learn. This is why he comes to teach us, to show us how to live, what his expectation is for us. You know, how to get beyond ourselves and get into him, which is the spirit, you know, because those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we can't love the world and, and, and we can't love God. It just doesn't mix. It just doesn't mix. If we go to Matthew 6, 24, let's go there. We're going to be going through a couple of scriptures, so just, just follow along because you need to see this. There's something about when you're able to see it for yourself. I have here too that the when you love the world, this is why you can't love the world and God at the same time. It, I have here, the love for the world pushes out love for God. And love for God pushes out love for the world. I'm going to read it again. Love for the world pushes out love for God. And love for God pushes out love for the world. So in Matthew 6, 24, so we're going to go there real quick. 6.24 Matthew 6.24 It says, no man can serve two masters. No man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he would hold to one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Amen? Amen? So don't love the world because the world will put you in a class with God-haters whether you think you are or not. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. That's what, that's what the word says. This is the first reason why John gives us why we shouldn't love the world. Let's go to St. John 17, 16. I told you we're going to be doing a lot of turning because you need to see it. You need to see it. You need to see it to believe it and to know this is what God is requiring for us. And it's, and it's a way of protection for us because a lot of us have been wondering, you know, well, how do I live, God? You know, I know that I've accepted you. I know that I love you. I know, uh, you know, that you're in my heart and that, you know, uh, I'm going to heaven, thank you, Jesus, and, 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 and all of that. But how do I live? How do I live this out? This is what this is all about. We can't be conformed to the world. And this is part of the biggest problem of the church, what we've tried to do. We've tried to conform to the world and, and still live for God. And it's, it just doesn't work. 
this has been a, this is why we fall down and we get back up and we and we struggle to you know with this and that this is why we think that this is about works and not about relationship this is why because that's what the world thinks it's all about what you do it's all about who you are that's what the world says and we've tried to bring this same mentality into the church into the spirit and it doesn't mix it don't mix it doesn't mix John 17 16 let me just go there it doesn't mix and then we've had the audacity to put on it that it's God but when you get to reading this word and I mean really studying it you realize that God has He's already said that this flesh and everything of this world is like an enmity against him. Yeah. He's against it. Yes. So there's no way we can try to mix it together. And he's coming today because he loves us so much to give us truth and to give us understanding and to get us in a place where he's saying, now it's time. It's time that you no longer be conformed to the world. St. John 17, 16 says... They are not of the world. Wait a minute, I'm going to scoot up to 14, okay? St. John 17, 14. I just want to blend that in. I have given them thy word. This is the time when Jesus, you know, getting ready to go to the cross. He knew. He's praying for us and uh, telling the Father, I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world but that thou shouldest keep them from evil they are not of the world even as I am not of the world there it is When we accept Christ, when we become a new creature, just like 2 Corinthians 5, 17 tells us, all things are passed away, behold, all things become new. God has given us what we need to resist the world, to resist the system of it. And put us in a place of a new citizenship, which is the kingdom of God which is the kingdom of heaven. And our desires and everything of that should become heaven-bound then. Heavenward. We should be setting our affections, setting our hearts toward him. That's what Colossians 3 tells us to do. Go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. Hey, that's our favorite. That's one of our favorite scriptures here. Because, you know, it's, 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 it's it. It's all what God has required and what he wants for us. 2 Corinthians 5.17. I told you we're going to be going to a lot of scriptures so you can see it. This is not something that I'm just saying. This is what the word of God has required from us. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, just as I said, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And I love this 18 verse. And all things are of God. Listen, listen to that. All things. See, when you accept him and, and, and you become his daughter and, and you become his son and you become a part of, 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 of who he is. Now. now all things are of God. Hallelujah. 
who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given us, given to us the ministry of reconciliation. He's given that to each of us, the ministry of reconciliation, the place of where we can now be called citizens of the kingdom. Amen? That our desires are turned heavenward, we, and we're storing up eternal treasures, not treasures down here on earth, eternal treasures. Realizing that everything of the world is temporal. And I don't think not enough of this has been said because, you know, when the faith message came out and, you know, and, 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 and we were believing God and we need to trust God for things. I'm talking about a lot of tangible things. We went on that course of, you know, uh, preaching faith and, 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 and telling the people you can have what God wants you to have. You can do better. You can have better. And, 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 and there's a place for it. Don't misunderstand me. But I think we've gotten off course because then we've gotten so focused upon the tangibles of what the world, that eye, you know, just what it says that the, what, the, what, the, what the world forms, the lust of the eyes and all of that, the pride of life, all of that. We got so focused. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about the believers. I'm talking about you and me. We had gotten so focused on that, the tangible things of the world, that we couldn't see the, 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 the eternal. We couldn't see even how that God wanted to change our hearts instead of give us a car. We couldn't see how he wanted to root out that bitterness and root out that hurt and that pain instead of just trying to give us some house, you know. And we put these things, we've, we've just gotten ourselves all mixed up. And so we start looking for God to do some things instead of us allow him to work through us of what he's left us here for. Amen? We're setting our purpose and, and, and everything up on the things out here, the, the world, instead of on eternal. I wrote here, this is vital and huge that we understand this, that we abide in the kingdom system. God's way of doing things, he's, he's living, live, he wants us to live unto him. He wants us to please him. Go to Colossians, the third chapter. And this is going to be a, 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 a series because I'm not going to be able to get through everything. Colossians 3 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Listen to what he's telling us to do. Set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. And this is key even in the third verse. For we are dead and your life, our life, your life, your life, my life is hid with Christ and God. Man. If then ye be risen with Christ, I'm going back to the first verse. Set your, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of the Father. Then it tells us where to set our affections to. It tells us where to put our priorities to. It tells us to set our affections on things above and not on the things of the earth. How many of you know Jesus is coming back? Yes. 
He's coming back. He's coming back for us and he, he no longer, it's time for us not to be conformed to the world. It's time for us to draw in closer to him, amen? To begin to walk in the spirit and not after the flesh, amen? Not conforming to the world. And when you're conforming to the world, that's basically what you're doing. You're living for yourself. You're living in the flesh. It's time. That's the, that's the name of the uh, uh, message. It's time to live your life for Christ. But we have four prerequisites or things that we need to do in order to be able to do that. And I just want to give you a, a, a snippet of it. Being not conformed to the world. That's number one. Being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And number three, offering ourselves as a living sacrifice. That means dying to yourself. Number four, trust God's plan and his purpose for your life. And we're going to be able to, to, to cover all of those. All of them. The second way to live our life for Christ is to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. How do we transform our minds? Go back to Romans 12 too. I wrote this down too. We are perfectly useless as Christians if all we do is conform to the world around us. How can we be used of God if we're conforming to the world? We can't. And this is not a beat you up message. This is a message to encourage us. This is a message where God is saying, it's time. I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you, Leslie, not to be conformed to the world any longer. But draw closer to me to let me transform you. Amen? Amen. I was sharing with a friend of mine how I'm in this transformation stage. <laughs> how we all are. <laughs> but uh, really, just uh, being able to truly give yourself over to God. And I'm not talking about uh, so much as stop drinking, stop smoking. Because a lot of us don't stop doing that. But I'm talking about an inside out change. I'm talking about an, uh, where your attitude is changed, where it's rearranged, where the things that we were talking about in uh, a Sunday school about when people are persecuting you and saying all evil things and talking about you and hating on you, that's what they say. You know, how you, the word tells us to bless them. I'm talking about that kind of change. And this is the transformation that I believe that God is wanting to take us. This is the transformation that I believe that God is wanting his church, his people, to begin to allow him to do. In, 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 in us, in each of us. And we all have things, so I can't pay attention to your things because I got my own things. And that's been the problem too. We've been looking at everybody else instead of looking at ourselves. You got to look at yourself. You got to look at yourself and ask God, Lord, what is it that you want to transform in me? What is it that you want to change in me? What is this that you want to root up out of me? What is this that you want to make me free from? 
And I know, you know, with those of us that's been in church a long time, we thought a lot of those things was outward things, like the drinking and smoking and, and clubbing and all that kind of stuff, because that's what we were taught to look at. Amen. All those things. And they matter, but they don't have it, but they have its place. But that ain't what that ain't it's the inside. It's the heart. It's the matters of the heart. It's those things that God is concerned with. It's those things that he wants to touch us in. You know, even in relationships, I have never been very good in relationships. I'm going to tell you, you know, uh, I've always been a loner. Uh, I've always had my own way of thinking. See, this is part of the transformation, too, because we got a mindset. We got a way that we think. We got a way that we think we know that's right. And see, God wants to, I'm sorry, but he wants to remove all that away from us. And it ain't a bad thing, because all of it, he just wants to conform it to the way and his will and his purpose in us. That's what he's wanting to do. You know, and I know in your flesh, that's a hard thing to, you know, give somebody control over your whole life. <laughs> but uh, it's the best thing that you can do. It's the best thing you can do. I preached a message about gaining through losing uh, last year. It is the best thing that you can do to lose your life, to gain God's. It's part of the transformation that all of us have to go on. It's part of the journey that we all go on. Me, Pastor John, we're not exempt from any of you guys. We have to go on this journey too, and it is a journey. Because each of us has going to have to stand before God and give an account of everything that we've done in the body. Each of us is going to have to give an account with the purpose and the plan that God has left us with. What did you do with that? Did you let me transform you in the likeness of me? Did you let me transform your mind of the wrong thinking that you want to think evil of your brother? Because he tells us in there not to think evil of our brother. Did you let me transform you to think when evil was done to you that you want to cuss them out, but I told you to bless them. I told you to love them. Did you let me transform you in that way? Did you let me transform you that even when they've hurt you and, 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 and they've said all evil things about you and I told you to, to love them, to go to them and tell them you love them, did you let me transform you in that way? This is what it's going to take. And God is saying, it's time for us to get to this place as a body. It's time for us to get to this place as a believer. To, to live our lives for him. And not no longer conform to the world. Because see, the world say that if somebody don't done something to you or they don't say something about you, then you react, you retaliate, you do it back. That's what the world say do. See, that's part of the uh, transformation that needs to be made. That's, that's a small part of it, but it, it, it's, it's real. It's real. I'm going to stop right here. And the next time I speak, I'll pick back up on transformation. Bow your heads with me. Father, which are in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let it be done in our lives, O oh God. Let us see that it is time. Let us see that you have need for us. That it's not church as usual. And see, that's part of the transformation that we got to have too. This is not church as usual. It's not you coming, setting up chairs and, 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 and doing something uh, to get God's favor, to get brownie points from him. No, that, that, that's all a part of your reasonable service. That's all a part of who you are, God said. Who I've created you to be. Who I've changed you to be. That's all part of it. You work for me because you are of me. You're not working trying to get to me. You're already there. I already have you. God, transform us of that understanding. Renew our minds to understand that. Renew our minds that we ain't got to work to try to work our way in the kingdom and to stay saved. That we do all of this. Come here and set up. We do all of this. Come here for you because we are saved. And we are a part of you. And this is what you require from us because this is what you want. This is what pleases you, the Father. When we come together, it pleases you. God says, you don't know how it pleases me when you come. When you come and experience me. If you only knew what it does for me. And when it blesses me, he said, then all I do is just like I do all the time. I just give you the benefits of it. I turn around and bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I let it spill all over on you. When you please me, don't you get it? Because that's what I do, God says. That's who I am. You're my children. I take care of mine. I know minds and I take care of minds. And when your focus and when your life is turned on me, there is nothing, he says, I will withhold from you. Nothing good. Nothing I will withhold from you. Nothing that when you abide in me and I abide in you, nothing that you can't ask for that I won't give. Nothing, he says. But I need you to know and realize that you can no longer be conformed to the world. You can no longer be conformed to their philosophies, to their patterns and their ways of doing things. And that when you come here on Sundays or when you come here on Thursdays, this is all about you being conformed to me. <laughs> this is all about you being learning about me. This is why 
I've created the Sunday gathering. This is why I created the Thursday Bible studies. It's for you to come and know of me, he says, so that you can, so you can taste and see that the Lord is good. That you can learn my way of how to live. That you can learn my way of how to do. So Father, as we stood this morning saying how much we need you, we do. Renew our minds to this understanding. Renew our way of walking. Renew our, our pattern of life. <laughs> that we can now live for you, truly live for you, recognizing the time, redeeming the time, Knowing, God, that you want to use us. He, he wants to use each and every one of us for his purpose, for his plan. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.